Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Apremian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigorito. This is Don Strauss. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Dr. Zamp. 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician, Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula. And I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. <laughs> Join us now as we talk Dolphins football. Or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. Okay, good evening everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, and as always, joined alongside Rich Van Zant as we come to the bye week of the Super Bowl. So, you know, obviously for Dolphin fans, this is just like a uh, uh, kind of like a relax, just let the dust settle and kind of recover hangover from the season. At least it has been for the last, <laughs> I'd say, 30-plus years. Um, so, uh, you know, that, that's basically where we're at as a team. There is some news, uh, you know, they've been making some moves, obviously. So we know that the Dolphins have uh, hired their defensive coordinator. Uh, that's going to be Anthony Weaver from the uh, Baltimore Ravens. So we'll get into that. And, uh you know, this is uh, a time, um, I guess, when you look around the league, uh, you see the coaching uh, vacancies that have been hired, the guys that have been left out, like we had talked about last week, uh, Belichick, Vrabel, uh, outside of a job. A lot of the names that have been uh, talked about for the Dolphins on their wish list, uh, I think, were um, you know, kind of far-fetched. You know, I've seen a bunch of articles about Vrabel. You know, I don't think that was ever close to coming. Uh, I don't think uh, you know he was he was ever close to taking a defensive coordinator job. And so, you know, basically, um, you know, you, you wind up with. Uh, I guess uh, what the rest of the league winds up with, you know, looking for each uh, coordinators uh, and coaches to, to jump. Um, Rich, Anthony Weaver, uh, is, this is what we know about Anthony Weaver, okay? Um, Anthony Weaver was uh, a defensive line coach for the Jets in 12. So he's basically from the Buddy Ryan tree. I think that's where he stems. And he went to Buffalo in 13. I'm assuming Ryan went there in 13. Could be off on the date, you might know. 14, 15 to the Browns, 16 through 20 to the Texans as their defensive coordinator. So, you know, yeah. I, I think that, you know, that so that might make you feel a little bit better. And then uh, 21-23, uh, Baltimore Ravens, he was the assistant head coach, defensive line, 22-23, run game coordinator, basically. So um, I think from when we had talked earlier, uh, your concern was maybe that it was more of a lateral move uh, and that, you know, kind of inexperienced uh, as a coordinator. But it seems like he already has been a defensive coordinator um, with yeah. the Texans I looked look into that, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> look into that. He was one year with the Texans, and they were ranked 27th in the league in defense. So that's the last year, because he was there for five years. So what was yeah, he in a different there, position? One of the court, he was only a D coordinator in the last year. And, okay. Uh, you know, they still had J.J. Watt, and he was 27th in the league in defense. 
Yeah, but he, here's what I'll say to that. Um, towards the end of Watt and the injury, so I don't know what year that was for Watt. We know that there was times when he was out for almost the whole year. But here's what I would yeah. say to that. Um, the apprehensions that you had felt today and that we both had felt last week was hiring a guy who, you know, hadn't served in that role. Uh, more so than the success that that defense may have had, I think the things that come along with being a defensive coordinator are the things that you don't want to have to kind of go through on a trial-error basis. And he's already done that part. So I think he knows what it takes to do that. And then that's, you know, three, four years removed. And so he's been on what is a championship caliber defense um you know and coaching staff and all that so i feel better i just you know i mean there's no way to judge these guys we don't know no you know it's it's a crapshoot and you know what even the people who hired them really don't know either you don't know no you don't you're basically on the phone with somebody from there and maybe harbaugh gives you a recommendation or something and exactly you're bringing a guy in for an interview and whatever he says there is either going to convince you or your your gut to go with it or not you're absolutely right they make so much out of these things right and if they're so right all the time in what their decision making then how can we see quarterbacks like mr irrelevant starting a super bowl right And, and and then you see coaches who are not even talked about, um, uh, you know, at the top of the scale, and, and guys that were the cream of the crop getting fired after a year or two. You know, there's just really no way of basically knowing. You can only kind of factor in a couple things here and there. So as far as the coordinators go that were out there, you know, I think it's a pretty good hire. Um, you know, that's my gut on it. Um, uh, but you have brought up a good point with uh, Anthony Capanelli and, and what that's going to do now to, you know, basically a guy who's kind of gunning for this position, and now he's going to be under you as the linebacker coach, I would assume, in the same capacity. And that might cause a little bit of a, a, a strife, right? If he stays you know, if so. he stays, and I think there's a good chance maybe he don't, right? But I don't know what the um, well, you know, you know, depends on the offers too. It's like I think it's one of our flaws is we change these guys all the time. We keep the same other coaches. It's like at one point, don't you just have to let the coordinator get his own people in there? You know, I think that's a mistake too. Well, you I don't. Have I don't. Overs, you know. I don't think it's a mistake as far as some of the coaching on a defense that did. Good things. I think when you're one and fifteen or, or three and four, you know whatever it is, and you're really rebuilding everything, then I think it's a mistake. But if you have a team that's a playoff team and you have a defensive coordinator that leaves, and you had a lot of success in certain areas, I don't think you necessarily have to break up the defensive coaching staff. But I think that it could be a problem if there's a little animosity uh, or jealousy to the guy that's taken yeah, over a position. Like, you know, if he brings in a whole new system into this. And the coaches aren't used to that. Now they have to change again. You know what I mean? They're not really coaching what they do. They have to go with his program. It's not going to work out. That's what I always think that we do. We hold over too many people, you know? Well, we but, definitely have done that in the past, we, yeah. We, we, well, we definitely, you know, have the opportunity to do it every other year, if not every year, <laughs> you know, it seems. Yeah, that's a good point, I guess. I mean, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's uh, just failure the brings a lot of changes. Coach other four or five guys already, right, on this team, right? Yeah, I mean, failure brings a lot of changes. There's no doubt about it. And then, yeah. um, you know, you go through it all. I, but I think that you got to look at this team a little bit differently. I think you have to look at this team in the sense that at one point during the year, I, you know, this team might have been best team in football. And then, yes, there was a collapse 
you know, you still made the playoffs. It's a good team. It's close. Um, so I don't think you really need to blow it up. But, you know, I think you need to. No, uh, I didn't say, I didn't the, say that. I, I think they're going to do that by themselves. They don't need help. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Um, uh, while we're on the subject of this, you know, I I think the the Fangio thing, uh, yeah, I think there's more to it than some of the things that have come out. Um, you know, I always said, I, well, if you remember, when he first got hired there, you know, it was really weird, and then he didn't want to come. And, uh, you know, I, I said to you, I, I it almost looked as though, you know, he, he was – kind of going down there to wait in the wings to see if he could take over in case the coach failed, you know? I, I, I kind of never lost that kind of feeling with him. And uh, and obviously, he's, you know, old school and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I don't know what that does. I, I, I think Fangio personally, I thought it was a little bit overrated, but not necessarily for the Dolphins if you know what I mean, because they've had trouble. Yeah, and when you get a guy of that kind of caliber, you know, it was going to be much different than we've had in the past. But should he have been the highest-paid coordinator in the history of the game? No. And no. and he really hasn't <laughs> won anything. I think he's overrated in no, that sense. No. no. And when he was the head coach, he was awful, too. But let's let's hear the other point. Right? Why did he leave? We have two versions of what happened. We have the one version of, that, uh, you know, he wanted to just go back to Philadelphia and this and that. Then the other version is that, you know, the team didn't want to work for him. Did you hear that one? That they, yeah. They, more, they wanted the party more in South Beach to become football players. That's his version, you know. That's and his like, version. You, know, you, saw the, you saw the team doing balloon releases, some of them, when he, got, yeah. when he left, you know. Right, and his comment was, you know, uh, you know he wasn't looking to be – the um, you know, the liked coach. I don't care if they liked me or not. And then obviously, you know, and well, where other coaches were trying to be. That one. He got what no, he wanted it, there. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He seems like he he yeah he fulfilled that. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, at first I was like, you know, I didn't like it only because I felt there was a new system and they were starting to pick up on it. But the thing is. They didn't really progress like I wanted them to. Like, they, they seemed like they were going to. They really stumbled around for a lot of the year, and then all of a sudden they yeah. seemed like they kind of kicked in gear, Click. and you thought maybe and then, this and then was... the injuries happened, you know? The injuries did happen. There's no doubt about that, and that's a big con- yeah. contributor to it. But on yeah. a whole, though, you know, uh, defense really started to slide, and, you know, you wonder if they... Yeah. If, was, you know, and you're, you're going to have changes anyway. Um, I don't know. I guess today I don't feel as uh, uh, turmoiled about it as I did when it first happened, you know. But I, I don't know. It's, it's just it's the same defense, you know. I mean, they, it, it's never yeah. really been the issue, if you, if you know what I mean. Like, if you really look at it, last few years it's really been the offense that has let you down in big situations including last year in the playoffs in Buffalo. Um, And, you know, and then this year, yeah, they weren't great. They certainly weren't great. But, you know, you had opportunities to win the game. I mean, plenty of times. In every big spot, it seemed like you just – your offense couldn't do that. You had a a three-game lead in the division with five games left where you would guarantee a home game at best, you know, at worst. I mean, and, you know, and they blew it. 
So there's no the blame but themselves. You know, it started with the Tennessee game, and it, went, it, it never recovered from that. Yeah, no, it, it definitely didn't. And so, you know, you'll go in fresh next year, and you'll go in with a Ravens uh, defensive guy that, uh, you know, obviously has been in this league a long time, knows what he's doing. Um, and, you know, maybe it'll bring some enthusiasm to that defense. Um, there's going to be changes, and there's a lot of decisions to be made. You have, like you said, you have two of your major defensive line weapons coming off major injuries. Um, and well, that's going to be your first thing. Either one of them. Yeah. Neither so, one's going to so, be ready in September. So you've got to deal with that. Go the season without, yeah, it's horrible. You know? Right off the bat. And then you're going to have, yeah. you know, I think you've seen the last of Xavier Howard in a Dolphins uniform. So, and, and there was problems in the secondary. Uh, so you're going to have, you know, you're going to have to deal with that as well. And then, you know, then you get to the linebacker situation, which we've both felt is at times good, but most of the times, you know, just kind of average. And I also want to bring up the chance that, um, you know, Van Ginkle, does he go to Philadelphia now? I mean, you didn't want to sign him, and now you're stuck with him floating around after a good year. Do you lose him to a team like Philadelphia? Is he one of the guys that Fangio likes? Because he seems like he would be. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's that's going to be addressed. He, he he keeps saying he wants to stay, though. So yeah. who knows? You know? And then you got Wilkins, of course, too, who um, – you know, I mean, that's that's the biggest decision uh, that they're yeah. going to have to make on the defensive side of the ball. Does, you know, does Wilkins, uh, did they sign him to the deal that he wants, the long t- deal that he wants, the high deal that he wants, or did he just let him walk? Um, and, you know, uh, a lot of decisions I, are going to have to be I think they either franchise him or it's it, you know. Well, like you brought up last week, though, if you do franchise him, you know, there's guys like Aaron Donald in the league that come in, you know, that that basically, um, that come into play now because their contracts average that out to whatever the franchise would be, and it's going to be very high. So you're going to pay him a tremendous amount of money for one year. Um, You know, if that's the concern... You know, he's going to get it for one year, and he's going to be disgruntled about it. <laughs> so oh, going to get... No, I know. No, he's yeah. not going to be happy. It's some world we live in. When you have a franchise, you make $35 million a year, and you're mad. And you're pissed right? off. It's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> and you're pissed off about it. Yeah. <laughs> it really yeah. is. So, I yeah. mean, that's that's what, what that world. basically... Yeah, that's what that will bring if you decide to go that route. And if you decide to go a different route... Uh, you know, that, then then you're either going to invest an awful lot of money, uh, you know, for a long time. And a guy who's a, a very good player, and he's pretty consistent, but, you know, do you want to put that kind of money into a, 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 a basically an interior lineman, a, an interior defensive lineman? You did that once before, not too long ago, if you recall. And, you know, I don't know. I don't believe that. The Indomitian Sioux signing really, you know, was, was, was a great move. I mean, you really didn't get anything out of it. And, you know, <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> to steal a line from Risky Business, you know, he wound up yeah. going to another team and, and getting a ring. <laughs> so, you know, oh, if, yeah. you, if you see where I'm going with that. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I think they really have to, you know, take that into consideration. And if I had to choose one or the other, um, if I wasn't going to get a, a decent deal, which I don't know that you are, then, you know, I probably would choose the one-year option and go from there, you know, and, yeah. and, and and then have to deal with it again next year, but at least, you know, have that solidified to see where everything else kind of uh, fell into yeah, line. By, by that time, by next year, they may be ready to blow it up again. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's and, – and, you know, just if that does come to fruition – I would much rather not have him signed to an enormous deal. Yeah. Right? So I'm hoping that doesn't get to that point. But if it did turn to that other side of the coin, um, then, you know, I, I would I would much rather him not be uh, locked and loaded. Imagine, imagine uh, him trying that. to sell out again. You mean just as as it is right now? Blowing up the team. Yeah, yeah. Oh, blowing yeah. it up again. Yeah. Well. Keep blowing it up again. Imagine they trying to sell out. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, you gotta, yeah, you gotta take the optimism, I guess, point of it because it's not there yet, and and you know we'll see what direction this goes. But yeah, I mean the sell job, it's just oh, you, you know you, you know what direction this is going. You know it. I know oh, it. Oh boy. All right. Well, you there's know. some offensive de- <laughs> offensive decisions to be made as well. Let's take a quick break, and uh, the big one that's on the table. We'll talk about that right after this. When the autumn mist is drawing near and you hear the whistle sound and the crowd cheer, you'll know it's that special time once again for head-to-head combat and first and ten. So follow those that are in the know and listen to Pat and Rich and the Legends Show. All episodes of the Pat Catello Show available now on iTunes. This is Don Shula. Happy to be on the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello.
All right, welcome back. Miami Dolphins Legends Show. You got Pat and Rich coming at you. Just a reminder, you can catch us right on iTunes and get our shows delivered right to your phone. Just go to the iTunes store, subscribe to the podcast, and uh, you'll have this and any episodes uh, of the past delivered right to you if you want. And then you can send us any questions or comments, uh, patcatelloshow at yahoo.com. So we talked about the defensive side of the ball and uh, the free agents, and, of course, the big one uh, on the offensive side of the ball we discussed last week. But it seems like we've got an answer uh, sooner than you might have thought because uh, right after that, Chris Greer had uh, basically stated that it was their uh, intentions to keep Tua in the Dolphins uh, for a long time, and they are currently under negotiations right now uh, to set up what appears to be a long-term deal for Tua. We don't know the particulars of that, of course, um, but it seems like that's the direction that they're going to go in for for good or bad. I mean, that's what it's going to be, and I know we both have um, mixed feelings on it. Of course, it's going to depend on the deal, right? You know, you got to – what are you going to do? You have yeah, to you got to do it. it. That's the way the league is now. There's no choice. You got to do it. I don't like – I don't dislike the guy. I think he's very good. You know, he's got some flaws. You know, hopefully he gets over them. I mean, he did lead the league in passing. I mean, you know, it's the best quarterback we've had since 13, you know, by far. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's not all his fault, you know. But, no, you no. know, like I said, he, he didn't play well down the stretch. But who knows if that shoulder was an issue. After the third, you know, after that, you know, the third to last game when he hurt that, he didn't seem to be the same after that, you know. I mean, no. You really expected him to win in Buffalo or Kansas City when it was that cold and everything? I didn't no. think that was happening, but whatever, no. you know. You know. No, I mean, I think we'll you see. said it. You know, I think you said yeah. it. I mean, you're kind of in a in a in a pickle. Uh, really, you have no choice. I mean, that's the move, and so, yeah, you know, you'll 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 do that, um, but. Uh, you know, it depends on how long, what guarantees, and how much this is. And the problem is, if it doesn't work out, then are you stuck? You know, but you know, there's not any quarterbacks out there. That's why these coaching no, you jobs are so up in the air. No, you can't replace them. No, you can't replace them. There's no big free agents. That's why these. No. That's why these new coaches that are taking these jobs. It's so quarterback dependent. I mean, there was one really good job on the table, and the leading, yeah. you know, national championship coach got it. I mean, you know yeah. that that's really was the only real, uh, you know, enticing lore of a job. Sure, any NFL yep. coaching job is prestigious, and anybody's going to jump at it, you know. And Dan Quinn gets Washington, and um, you know they they wind up uh, going with uh, um, Raheem Morris, uh, you know, in, in Atlanta over Belichick. But the bottom line is, Atlanta doesn't really have a quarterback. They're, they're not in any no. great shakes. Washington's certainly not in any great shakes. They have a young quarterback that led the league in passing for a while. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I'm not sold on that. And, you know, they, 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 they certainly are not in no uh, solidified position, you know, with the quarterback. And so if you look around the league, um, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's quarterback or bust. I mean, that's what it comes down to before coaching. If you don't have a quarterback, you're not winning in this league. This is not the no. 19, 
seventies, eighties, now we didn't say seventies, but you know, uh, maybe like in the in the eighties, nineties, you were able to do that. Um, but that has changed completely. And if you don't have a quarterback, you're not winning anything. And so. This team has turned around, and a lot has to do with Mike McDaniel. You have to give him credit for that. There's no doubt about it. Um, but you also have to give credit to Tua. I mean, this team yeah. kind of turned around because of him, too, you know? Now, to what degree? No question about it. I don't know. You, you know, like, what happens is you get a taste of it, and then you don't want to be the dregs anymore. You know, you get a taste of what you could really be. So now it's like, you know, you forget where you were because you know where you can go and you want that. And nothing else is really going to fit that. So that's where we're at right now. And, yep. you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, Kirk Cousins, I guess, is a free agent. And because I heard that that was rumored maybe in a deal going to Atlanta, he's coming off an Achilles injury. You know, so uh, there's really no. He's going to take a discount. He, said, he told the Vikings he'd take a discount. He'll do it for $31 billion a year. Yeah, well, you know, you know, I, I've learned at this point in time, I, I'm not going to laugh at Kirk Cousins because I laughed at him twice on two giant contracts. No. When they franchised him in Washington, I thought they were crazy. When they, I think they franchised him again, and then he signs this absolutely huge deal, and we thought he was nuts, right? We thought they were nuts. This yeah. is Kirk Cousins. Yeah. But you know what? He played through. He played through the whole deal, and now he's a free agent again, yeah. and he's going to get paid. So I'll tip my cap to Kirk Cousins. The third big contracts and all that money. Well, I think they franchised them four times in a row, something like that. We made over thirty million, and then he then he was making like I think he was making close to fifty last year. Let me say this too. Well, that that Prescott's making fifty five million next year, by the way. Just the, yeah, the, I know you know, he's one of the highest paid players. I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. getting a fortune. I know they all are. Yeah. They all are. And compared to some of the ones that came after Dak Prescott, it's almost like yeah. a bargain next to somebody's the contracts well, are ridiculous. Just, I'm, just say, I'm just saying that, like, you know, it, it's not just our guy. It's everybody. It's like they're going to have to, like, separate that quarterback from the salary cap soon, I think. Yeah, they're going to have to do something. Cause I, 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 you the, just can't have it. Yeah. No, it's, it's, get, it's getting too much. Rich, who would have yeah. thought, who would have thought that out of the 2012 draft, Eleven years later, I know. the three I know. standing quarterbacks would be yeah. Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, and Ryan Tannehill. I mean, this was the and Andrew Kirk Luck Cousins draft, the RG3 I, I, draft. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Who would have ever imagined that? Right? It's, it's crazy. It, it really is. So, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we'll see what happens. I would rather yeah, have. Tannehill's a free agent this year, too. Yeah, I mean, I could see him maybe landing, you know, on a team as a backup somewhere. He's smart, you know, but um, he's, not, he, you know, he's not at the like. Kirk Cousins is coming in to be your starting quarterback, and he's going to sign oh, a big contract. That. And then, you know, there's team Probably somebody doesn't sign Tannehill too. That doesn't to get a starting role. The draft. Yeah, no, they will, yeah, but I think it's, it's possible. You do. Yeah, I think it's possible. Well, well, yeah, there's a lot of well, bad quarterbacks out there, Pat. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, good for him. I mean, you know, I wish him all the best, yeah. you know. Um, we've yeah. certainly had a lot worse when you talk about the best quarterback since oh, yeah. 13. You know, he's definitely in that was, discussion was, over a lot second, of other guys. He was a, he was the second best one since the yeah. let's yeah. be honest, you know. Yeah, so. We've had some doozies. Um, yeah, we had some doozies. There's no doubt about it. So if you look at, you know, that as a whole, um, I guess we're not in bad shape. My 
biggest concern has always been, you know, first and foremost, staying healthy with Tua. If you give me that, yeah. I'm 75% there. Just give me that, you know? And he then be, I, so I, I definitely think he should be the comeback player of the year after what happened to him. Well, they gave it to Hamlin. Yeah, I, I understand what he played, five seconds. I know he, he came back. No, I, I got guys. you. But, but, you know. It's a little ridiculous. You know what I mean? The guy was it active, is. Like 98% of the time. Yeah, you know? I got you. I mean, i to be honest with you. I, that's the most shaken up I've seen you in 10 years. So it was, uh, you no, know, certainly a big that, big event. Did, but but I got you. But you're supposed to accomplish something when you come back. To accomplish you know something. I mean? Yeah. Well, I guess the accomplishment yeah. is just going from, you know, living, from CPR to on the dressing up again. I understand where you're coming with that. I do. I appreciate what Tua was able to do as well with all Yes. The they and, passing, and they want him to retire. I mean, how many idiots said to yeah. retire, right? You yeah, know, come on. I, there's, you know? there's no doubt about that. Uh, my biggest concern with Tua is, A, injuries, and, two decision-making. I think that's yep. the two things that I'm most concerned with. The, you know, his arm strength and, and all of that, I'm not as concerned with that because I think that if he's making the right decisions, that'll come. I think it's okay. I think he's well-equipped in that area, enough equipped that if he's making the right decisions, he's got enough talent there that'll come. But his decision-making towards the end of the year became really bad, became really bad. And it was so one-sided. I mean, it was so one There was times when he was looking for Tyreek Hill, and he wasn't even on the field. <laughs> I mean, it became well, you know, bad. It became bad. His footwork in, a, his footwork in the pockets has got to be worked on. He has, he's got really... The first couple steps are always the wrong, the wrong direction. It seems, you know. Yeah. He, he seems like he walks at the sacks too much, you know. Instead of like going <laughs> lateral or whatever, he goes forward and kind of walks into something. You know what I mean? He doesn't. His pocket presence stinks. He has terrible pocket presence. There's no doubt about that. But a lot of the yeah. pocket presence would get better if he was more comfortable with his second, third and even fourth options. Because I watched film and stuff after the season, and there was a lot of guys open that he didn't even sniff. And he threw into double, triple coverage with Tyreek Hill when there was guys open. You know, And, and, and I don't even think he's seen those guys. He wasn't comfortable enough with the playbook to know where they would be. Yeah, but, you know, that's what he's got to work on in this offseason. He's got to work on the fact that, you know, you can, if this isn't here, go to there, then there's still options, and that will make him more comfortable, I think, in the pocket. But I think he panics real quick when, you know, one or two is not readily there. And they run such a quick-release playbook that, you know, a lot of times those quick releases are not necessarily working, and then he gets that mentality and, you know, kind of does it in bad situations, if you will. So, um, you know, there's that. And, and, and because you have such a deep threat and so many of those plays are long plays to Hill, I think that's why people don't really give him enough credit for having a lot of yards. Because it seems like right. you're, you know, a lot of times they're, you know, one-trick ponies, if you will, and then you have a – you have a real hard time, uh, you know, in situational football. So yep. there's that. I got you. 
And, you know, not to belabor one other point, one of the bigger problems with two in this offense is they can't run a two-minute drill. They are absolutely appalling hurry-up offense. Terrible. And if you yeah, got I mean, better wait, at that, we, drill. we we couldn't even get the field goal range a couple times when we needed to, you know. Yeah, terrible two minute drill failed, and everybody and if does you, that, you know. I mean, that's bad. Everybody, know? everybody does that. You see guys come off the yep. bench that you never even heard of when you're watching some of these Sunday yeah. uh, and, and Thursday night games. You never even heard of them, and they get into field goal range. Yep. So bad job, yeah, terrible. That you gotta work on that, and if you get better at that. You'll you'll have a better offense in 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 um, situational football and pocket presence because if you can run that quick, you know it, it it will help in all those other areas. But you know it almost seems like two minute drills. They're looking to throw long to Tyree Kill and squeeze it into wherever he is. I mean that's you know that's you know, not I'm really get off the subject a little bit. I'm watching like you know the Super Bowl highlights again on the NFL Network yesterday, you know? Yeah. And, um, and then the scrolls going across the bottom. Did you know that Joe Theismann played for the Commanders and won the Super Bowl? Did you know that? <laughs> you just can't. They actually had the Commanders. It just, it just blew my, ball, my mind. I'm like, he didn't play for the Commanders. Stop it. You know? I mean, okay, you changed the name. You got your political correct nonsense in. But stop it. It's the Washington Redskins. Sammy Boyd didn't play for the Commanders either. And neither did John Riggins or, or Larry Brown. You know, I mean, come on already. It's so stupid. You know? I, yeah, I, I, I know. Mean, you know. I know. Come on. With the erasing history stuff. It's so stupid. You know? Yeah, I mean, I guess at this point they just have the things set up and they put those names wherever the thing is. Well, what did they have, Rich? Did they, they didn't change the NFL films thing, right? What did they have? No, I'm wondering, but I haven't seen the guy, guy, you know, I haven't seen, like, the Hail to the Redskins song on that thing. You know what I mean? I haven't, what, I haven't they heard took, that. They took it out? No, I'm not saying they took it out, but they don't, you know, when they show Super Bowl, you know, against the Bills, they weren't, like, saying the word as often. I'm not editing it, but, like, they weren't, like, you didn't hear them singing anything in the background, and you, you know what I mean? And they didn't show it a lot. That's my point. They definitely cut some of it out. They cut them out? But the, I say on the, on the scroll on the bottom, it said, like, you know, it was it was like Joe Tizer or somebody else. And they go, yeah, one Super Bowl, 19, you know, 17 <laughs> for the Commanders. That, that's what you it, know? yeah, so it had, yeah. So it had, like, records or something, yeah. you're saying, on the bottom scroll, yeah. Joe Tizerman, yeah. you know, 286 yeah, yeah, like, yards, yeah. Commanders or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, Commanders. So. Yeah, won the, won the Super Bowl 17 for the commanders. I'm like, oh, oh, oh God. Yeah. You know, so ridiculous. While you're on the subject Stop. of that, two days ago was the anniversary of that game. And I watched, uh, you know, most of it. And I seen, uh, you know, the highlights of it. And it's, you know, two things stick out, but the biggest thing is, uh, is that John Riggins fumble that nobody talks about. And he clearly oh, fumbled that ball and lost oh, that yeah. ball. And that would have changed yeah. everything. I mean, it really yeah. would have, you know. And uh, but it's not forget you know, Bo Camper either, you know. The Bo Camper thing. I mean, that's uh, that's everything. And you know, they just wanted it more. Yeah. I hate I to just, say it, they just I did. Mean, that was one of the greatest comeback plays, you know. That makes Hostetler's fumble recovery look, you know. It looked like crap compared to what Theismann did. That, that's Absolutely. one of the best, like, game-saving, after you've made a huge mistake, 
you know, comebacks I've ever seen. You know, yeah, it's, it, it, it's phenomenal. Swat that ball away. Yeah. They, you know? they just wanted them. They just, we just wanted it, man. They just wanted it more. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, you're absolutely right. Made a huge mistake by not going to Strzok in the third quarter. Yeah, After absolutely. Should have made that. Woodley should have been on his on his bench. You know, that should have been the end of that. Should have made the he change. He's done it so many times, and then yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I think I think like I've been hearing a lot of that, you know, um, argument and stuff. With you know, there was a reason why Woodley started all the time, you know, because Strzok was a yeah. much better reliever, and Woodley brought a whole different facet to the offense. And when Woodley was on, he was pretty on. He could move. They yeah. did trick plays, and you know, I mean, they they went to the Super Bowl under him. But when he was off, you needed to make that change, and. You yeah. know, absolutely. Huge mistake not getting Strzok in there earlier to uh, to to bring that team back when that offense was so faltering. And um, you know, he I I asked him. You were there when I spoke to him in interview, and and other people have. And it was the kind of thing where we're going to give him one one drive to see what happens, and then they you know they wound up returning. Uh, you know, uh, and 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 by the time they, you know they got the ball back. Uh, you know, the quarter was basically over. So um, yeah, it was too but late. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, uh, you're absolutely right on that. There's no doubt about it. And uh, but you know, it, it, isn't it amazing <laughs> the, the, the regrets that we have as Dolphin fans? Yeah. It, it, it's it's insane. We just got we're just touching the tip of it now. <laughs> we get to, uh, oh, that's, that's the just, thirteen. That was the beginning of the horror. You know, <laughs> we yeah. know it was coming after that. No, you know, no, that yeah, was no, a no. highlight. You know, that was actually a highlight that came. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Where right back, yeah. When ordering food, you find out what she wants, then order for the both of you. It's a classy move. Now, the lady will have the linguine and white clam sauce and a Coke with no ice. Hey, this is Robert Romanis, Mike DeMont from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I'd like to chat, but I'm really kind of busy listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Life is
welcome back. You have Pat and Rich coming at you. And uh, Rich, I'm sorry you had gotten cut off by Damon. You started with saying something about Fulton Walker. <laughs> yeah, I said every time you see Fulton Walker running into that end zone before halftime, you still think we're going to win. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, there's no doubt about it. It was, oh, it's a rough one. There's no doubt about that. So, uh, okay, so uh, we have uh, the Pro Bowl festivities that took place. Uh, and, you know, it's a sideshow now. And somehow, it seems like our team fits into this sideshow better than anybody. It looked like Tyreek Hill was more excited about this than he was the last Super Bowl appearance. <laughs> he was just, you know, uh, <laughs> they had him mic'd up. He was giving interviews. Um, but, you know, listen, me and you, we didn't watch it when the game, when it was a game. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't stand it when wow. it was a game. Um, so, yeah. you know, uh, when people say this, I, I don't know. It just doesn't really interest me either way. Um, I think, uh, uh, was it? Uh, Minshew, I think, became a, a Pro Bowler. I think he was he was quarterback, and uh, later in the week, I heard that he was nominated to the Pro Bowl. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you, you fix I mean, it. I told you before I went out Saturday. I I was flicking the stations around, and I, I don't know why I stopped. And they were playing dodgeball against each other. <laughs> they were throwing balls at each other. I'm like. What is going on? Yeah, well, you know? that's a big thing. Don't you remember they used to do that? I remember Bonacani was like he, it was him, and there was like three other guys. I think Alan Page and uh, uh, I want to say Buckus and and was it Starback? And it was just Bonacani, <laughs> and then he wound up doing a twist move in dodgeball, and he took two of them out, and then he he was the dodgeball champion for a couple of years, Bonacani. <laughs> <laughs> I know it, it's bizarre. It, it's just uh, you know we're, we're we're down to dodgeball now. But you know what? I'm almost like embracing it because I it, remember the football game. Remember the game? How ridiculous yeah. it got! It was oh, eighty four to seventy nine with two minutes left. Yeah. And and then they, they would could, throw. You can always could bet the at least that you can bet the over and win. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, I guess probably half the reason why it's not there. Yeah, of course That's not. Yeah, probably right. Exactly. Yeah, but you know, Rich, if you if you think about it, I mean, uh, you know, the game itself had gotten so out of hand. There was no defense, and I know people say that. Well, 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 yeah, the last no. time I remember, the last time there was like a guy running. He caught a ball, and four guys hugged him until he stopped running. Hugged him. <laughs> hugged him. Yeah. Hugged him, and I remember that. He was yeah. like on the 25-yard line. They yeah. hugged him, yeah. and all and all five of them casually strolled down to like the 10-yard line, and then he went out of bounds. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's insane. I, so when it gets to that, you know, uh, kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess, what are you going to do? you got to just basically make a move, and this is the move. Now you have dodgeball, and I've seen Kelsey, I believe, pushing one of those gigantic sleds with two people on it to a victory. I've seen no, that, too, I guess. There, right? oh, the not Trump, not Travis. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Jason. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty it's sure I've seen just, Jason Kelsey. Just it's so, so the best is like if you're in the Super Bowl, I guess you don't even get credit to be in a Pro Bowl, right? Yeah, I, I I I don't know how that works. I mean, if you get picked there, well, because the you fifth still get... shows up, 
the fifth alternate who didn't really have a good year that nobody else wants to go, I guess he's always a pro bowler, right, no matter what. And you would think the so. They, the, <laughs> the difference is this year they, they offered like an extreme amount of money to the winners of the flag football game. Oh my it was something like crazy. And that's why they were all like know, so into it. And, and I looked at the, like, I, you know, when they showed the highlights, every time they showed the stands, it was like empty. Was it empty? Yeah. Yeah. I, it didn't look like anybody was there when I was watching it, you know? Yeah. Bizarre. It really is. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. The NFL I mean, had I their meeting today. Have that, have that dopey award show and just give them a freaking trophy and say you were a pro baller and be done with this farce. I think you know? this is working, though. I think they this is somehow working for them. And I think they like it, Peyton and Eli Manning involved in it on each team. I think this is actually working for them, to be quite honest with you. And uh, and I guess you get more people in it. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think this is going anywhere anytime soon. I think they found their niche between the game and, and the award show, and this is going to stay for a while. That's just my feeling on it. We'll see what happens. It's not going to really affect me either way, but, you know, that's where that's at. Um, the NFL had their meeting today, and uh, uh, basically uh, the Eagles will lead the NFL to Brazil in 2024. So opening day, I think, is in Brazil where uh, they're going to have the Eagles in Brazil at some point. Um, and that's that's a, that's the big news of the day. I don't know if you've heard it, and I'm sure you're loving that, but nope. that's what's going. All right, no, they announced the international games today, too. You see that? Yeah, well, I just told you that leads the pack. This first time in Brazil. Yeah, but they didn't tell you who they're playing. No, they just that? know that the Philadelphia Eagles they will lead them in like there. They just like the home teams or whatever. Yeah, they just had four games, two in London and two in Munich. <laughs> yeah. I guess they because... don't tell you who they're playing. <laughs> yeah, I guess because the schedule's not out. Right? Okay, so they can't tell you the other part. They don't. So I guess so. Right? I guess they can't because, yeah, but the Brazil thing, they've decided that the Eagles are going to be the first team to lead the NFL into Brazil but they can't tell you who they're playing because the schedule's not out yet, and I guess, you know, they got to figure that all out. But yeah. So well, what are we going to announce that we're going somewhere stupid? <laughs> yeah, I t- going to Timbuktu. <laughs> I know. It's, yeah. It's, I know. There's no doubt about it. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I, and, I know. Uh, every time they show it, every time they, like, do it, they diagram, like, a Kansas City play for the Super Bowl, they always seem to be running it against Eli Apple. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, buddy. We're getting a lot of press, and not the good ones. So I'll tell you that. No, we never, we They're never using do. This first playoff game to, for everything, you know. Yeah. Well, so we're how wild uh, these guys were. Unbelievable. A week away now from Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs will be the home team. Forty Nineers going there. And uh, what many people don't realize is that uh, you actually run the Northeast chapter. Of the Swifties, <laughs> and the, what's that yeah, coverage? Right. Maryland up to Massachusetts. You're in charge as a longtime Swiftie, and so what can you say? I mean, she's she's getting closer and closer to completing this goal. Um, what, what what have you heard? Is there any any insight you can share with us uh, regarding that? Yeah, I I, I don't know what song. Or it could be one Come on, you can spell it. Come on, Rich. You could spell it. Come on. Uh, he's not going to share anything with us. He's keeping what's, everything what's close the to the vest. Theater? But 
What's the yeah, over under? How many I think times? twenty. I think twenty. They said yeah. eighteen wow. or twenty. Yeah, they're going to go over yeah. the top with this crap. They really are. So it's going to be it's going to be very nauseating. We will see. So, um, you know, going into this game, um, you know, it's the kind of game that you, know, you have a repeat of a game that took place what three years ago, uh, four years ago. Teams obviously not the same as far as player personnel, but it's the same teams. So it's like the. Uh, you know, but um, but there's a lot of storylines to it. Um, you know, I guess it'll it'll be interesting to see because there's a lot of storylines, and this thing can go in different directions. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes now has won um, two Super Bowls. He's been Super Bowl MVP, I think, twice as well. So you know, uh, this is a game that would absolutely put him over the top. Um, he's already over the top as far as current, you know, the best quarterback in football playing now. But now you start talking about history and stuff. That's a big deal, you know. I think, uh, um, I think only Montana and Brady have three. I think, right? Am I wrong uh, on that? Yeah, I guess so. Right, that's it. Right. I think. Yeah, I think so. Well, so this would obviously. That's what obviously put, Montana put him has, in that. Montana has three. Does he have I think three? he's got three. I think, so, right? I think yeah. he's got three. Yeah, I think he's got three. So this is uncharted territory for you know. I mean, this yeah. is a big thing. Um, so we'll see. Uh, you know how that goes. Of course, you got Mister you know, Irrelevant starting a now, Super Bowl. It's like it's like it's like a ninety-nine percent chance a quarterback is going to get this award. You know, it's like they don't even really give any. You know. It's, it's ridiculous. They don't even like vote for anyone else, you know. Well, to be fair, didn't Cooper Cup win it the year before? And then didn't Edelman win it too? So I mean, they, but you're right. Yeah, they don't. I mean, but, 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 but but wait, let me let me say this though. Let me just say this though. There's nobody on this planet that complains more about the Super Bowl MVP stretch. That was like well, uh, had, like that a, was well, that was ridiculous. They couldn't. They 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 were digging on the rocks for that one. I mean, that was terrible. I mean, well, you know, I'm just saying though. You had one. yeah. I mean, you had Dexter yeah, Jackson. Dexter Jackson, yeah, who you go crazy yeah. about, right? Yeah, that was stupid. Ray Lewis was ridiculous too. Malcolm Smith. I mean, you go nuts on those yeah. guys. I know. So I know. I mean, you know, I don't know which way you want it. Is my point. You know. I, I didn't say. Well. Somewhere in the middle, like like you know, like Damian Williams got in the middle the first year. Damian Williams should have got it the first time. Damian Williams should have got it the first time that Mahomes won it. He was the MVP of that game. But the he game had a really quarterback. good game. Yeah, he he did have a really good game. I you know. But the end of the game, he he ended it. Yeah, you know, he had that huge forty yard touchdown run. He he had like three touchdowns in yeah. that game. He deserved it. You know, yeah, he had a really big game. They had a really big game. There's no doubt about it. But I mean, I guess you could say that for a lot of games if you you know look. But yeah, he did have a really big game, and they're going to lean towards that. You know, they're always going to lean towards that. You know, um, so yeah, I think the odds of it being an, well, the Dexter uh, Jackson thing was ridiculous because they gave it to him before the game was over. Remember? Yeah, they used to do that a lot. At that game. That was they used to weird. do that a yeah, lot. They was... would announce it on the scoreboard. Yeah, 
Don't you remember Doug Williams won it, and they came and congratulated him. There was like four four or five minutes left in the game. They all came and hugged him. He had to stop the game. (laughs) So, yeah, they've been doing that for a while. I I know, it's it's very strange. Um, The non-quarterback MVPs in the last, say, 20 years are Cooper Cooper Cup, Julian Edelman, Von Miller, Malcolm Smith, uh, Santonio Holmes, Heinz Ward, Dion Branch, Dexter Jackson, Terrell Davis, Desmond Howard, Larry Brown. And that brings you down to 1996. So, you know, yep. I mean, but it, it, it has gotten a little bit more that way. To, to, more away from that, I guess, if you take out those two wide receivers. Well, you have Von Miller in yeah. there, too, but, you know. It's Mahomes, Brady, Mahomes, Foles, Brady, Brady, Flacco, Eli, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. So, so yeah, I mean, that that's just the nature of it, and they're always going to lean that direction. And, uh, you know, I mean, it is what it is at this point. But I'm just saying you, you, you are very adamant against the ones that are non-quarterbacks. So, we'll I didn't say I always give it to a quarterback, but they gave it – they went from – Non-quarterback. They were, they were not quarterbacks. So they were clowns. It was like you know, some of the guys didn't even deserve it. You know, like Dexter Jackson. <laughs> yeah, you hate that. You hate that. And you, and Malcolm Smith, you wouldn't have come up with that name unless I told you. I guarantee no, it. No, you have been no, searching no, no. that for three weeks. No, there's <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Did you hear, you hear yeah. the controversy with the Niners today? No. Go ahead. The, they, they gave them the UNLV field to uh, practice on. You know, the the, uh, the Chiefs got the Raiders facility. So that what they did was a turf field. You know, it was a fake turf. So they put natural grass over the turf, and they ate it. It's like supposedly horrible. Really? So they were contemplating moving. Huh. Um, now is that because the Chiefs are the home team? I don't know how they got the Raiders thing. I don't know if it's AFC thing or it's a home team. I don't. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how they got that. But the Raiders thing is the actual stadium or their practice facility. It's a practice facility. Hmm. So they won't let them practice on the field. No way. Right. You so know? it's their practice facility. Perfect. Yeah. And it's over UNLV. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. That's where they stuck the Niners. Yeah. I guess yeah. the Raiders the Raiders practice facility is right near Stadium, I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, they put, and they put like I said, it was it was uh, artificial surface, so they put grass over it, and supposedly it's not working out. It's like too spongy, and they hate it. It's a whole big thing. Yeah, I believe uh, yeah, it must be weird. <laughs> yeah. Just another facet of it, right? Um, yeah. Should. It's just amazing all the money and the time they have to get this stuff ready, and and they still screw this shit up. You know, it really, it's unbelievable, right? It's not like it's Super Bowl Fifty Eight, not Super Bowl Two. You know, <laughs> UNLV has a football team that went there, like that has their practice thing there. I like can't eight? tell you they got a football team. I don't know about <laughs> that. I, I don't. Well, they used to yeah. remember because they had that kicker that weighed like four hundred pounds in the eighties. Remember? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> he was pretty good too. He never yeah. Anything. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. 
<laughs> yeah, I funny. guess they probably still do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it should be interesting for sure. <laughs> You're right. It's not Super Bowl two. You would think they would have had this down pat a little bit better, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> All right, well, that's our cue. All right, we'll see you next week, everybody. Super Bowl 458 will be in the book. Thanks for joining us. Headed out to my big two-wheeler. I was tired of my own boy. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power off. 